This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Morning, guys. How we doing? Good morning. Good morning. That sound there is Dwayne. He has come back from the love boat. Hey, is Julius pretty up front, up close as she is on television? Oh yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what she looks like. I just remember there was a Julie, a Doc, and a Captain. Was that it? Well, our, our cruise director was the only American white person. Really? Yeah. Half the boat was from the Philippines. I don't know what's up with the recruiting from the Philippines and Indonesia. They like boats. They're scouting out the, they're scouting out the route. <laughs> oh, anyway, well, welcome back, man. Did you have a good trip? It's good to be back. Did you have a good trip? It was good. It was more exciting coming back through the storms there in Miami. Uh, yeah. it, it, it was funny because the, the captain of the boat said due to the abundant precaution for the, our concern for safety of our passengers we're going to dock early tonight at by 7.30 Miami and just in the night at the Miami port nobody will be allowed to get off the boat until 7 in the morning and then at 8.30 while we're still out at seeing the boats rocking in the storm he said, we're sorry, but there's been another change in plans that the Miami port has closed. I'm like, well, you screwed up by saying it, that coming to port early was out of abundant of caution and safety concerns for us. Because if they close the port, now, where is that puts the safety concerns for us? Well, what, so I bet you people were freaking out. I wasn't worried. It was such a big boat. It was like. Noah's Ark. We, how we how high were the seas? What were the seas? How high were the seas? Well, the, the thing on the um, the channel that tells us about the navigation didn't tell us how high the seas were. <laughs> but I guarantee you that those waves were eight foot. Whoa! That's all right. Yeah, it was not. It was, it was blowing <laughs> over 50 knots at some points. Wow. Wow. We were on the Puford scale. Wow. Wow. So, <laughs> I bet there was some seasickness going on there. <laughs> How do you say seasick in Filipino? No, the, the boat was surprisingly very stable. It's one of the largest ones that that cruise line had. So, yep, that's what they said about the Titanic. I, I was shocked how little the boat was rocking. Wow. That is crazy. I'd I love to see that. I've been, I worked offshore for seven years, and I've seen some really high waves. In fact, one time, after a hurricane, we rode out on in a crew boat to open back up to you know get the the, uh, the best solution for seasickness is to get to where you can see the horizon outside. Because if you can get your eyeballs back in sync with what your inner ear is feeling, seasickness will go away. Wow. Anyway, I've been on big. I've been in high high seas before, and eighteen foot high. You know that's high. Wow. 
Well, that's amazing. All right, well, we got so much to talk about. I was in semi lightning round. I'm not, I'm not, not saying I'm going to time time it, but we're going to try to move through some topics really, relatively quickly because there's so many. You know, lawfare has gone amok. That's, that's something we, we've just got to talk about some today. But, but Glenn wants to talk about something called Grok. And if it's half as funny as the ch- changelings, then I'm ready to hear about Grok. And then, um, <laughs> and then, and then we have, Chick-fil-A in New York uh, conundrum, and we will have to talk about that some, too. So there's plenty, plenty to talk about. Where do you guys want to begin? What topic would you like to start with? Don't, but don't everybody um, speak up at once. Well, we start with the Grok and Elon. Okay. Make me interested. Okay. Well, we know about Chad GTP 4 and how... I will say that if you look at the stock market right now, and I'm going to tie this together, so just hold on. There's they call it the. All right, so so we Chat GTP four. All right, so you have Chat GTP four. Now most of the gains in the stock market are in eight tech stocks. I mean, almost all of it's in eight tech stocks. The first one being Nvidia. Nvidia has chips that make AI work better. That's why they've gone. Nuclear. Okay, a year or two ago, it wasn't even uh, you know that much going on with them. Then all of a sudden, AI came on the scene, and it turned out they needed those chips that they have that they're experts at. And these experts then uh, decided to go on and you know they just went stellar. Wow. Yeah. Noise is that. I'm here. I'll, I'll be here. Okay. okay. Now, Grok, is that that big green thing they put on top of Burger King sometimes? No. It is It is the AI that's in Twitter. Oh, it's AI. That's interesting. You, yes. They call it Grok? Okay. It's, Grok is a reference to a uh, science fiction book, Stranger in a Strange Land, which I have read, that... Uh, talks about when you really, it was a slang term that was made up by Robert Helena to describe computing power that was beyond measure. Wow. So that's why Elon named it Grok. Also, it was in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, a vague reference to that, where they had a computer that was the size of a planet. Actually, it was a planet, and which turned out to be Earth. That <laughs> was this supercomputer that was calculating the answer to the universe. Okay, well, <laughs> I, you know, you talk about Helen. I, I got I got something to tell you about Helen of Troy. You know, the one that was taken mm-hmm. from Sparta to Troy and supposedly had the Trojan Wars. Well, she was supposed to be the most beautiful, perfect woman ever. And the wine glass is designed to fit her boob perfectly. So when every time you hold a wine glass. You can look and see exactly the shape of Helen's boobs. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's why you think of the, the Roman Emperor. Anyway. No, nope, that's, uh, that's Greece. You're getting to, don't, don't. All right. Well, that's close. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Come on. You get away with 1200 BC and two to 300, 200 BC, BC. No, no. We're not letting you get away with that. Steve will correct us. You know that. I understand. But. 
trying to get somewhere and you're going on different tangents. Well, I mean, I, you told me I wanted to know where the name Brock came from, and you went off on a tangent. You didn't just tell me it was from a fantasy book and move on. <laughs> Go ahead, Blake. Okay. I'm messing with you. Well, I, was, I didn't put boobs involved in it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, long story short, Brock is alive now. If you have a premium account, you can get it. I've been asking questions this morning. It, it's kind of chat GPT-3 right now, but here's, you know, if you look at AI, it, it, it's driving business right now. Be real honest. You know, regardless of what you think, I don't think it's going to take us over. Yeah, there could be dangers. I just don't know. I don't think uh, our government is going to allow it to be take over because they're going to make it illegal. But, uh, you know, you look at this, Elon's got a free speech platform. The big thing about Gronk that's different is it has access to all tweets and video and all sorts of things. And in fact, it has references underneath whatever basket that gives you the context or different different other things, you know, videos you can look at to explore whatever you ask it further. At least three, you know, it'll give you the top three. So it's very different from Chad GTP. Quantos Cuesta? Now, say what? Quantos Cuesta? How much it costs? I don't know how to speak your damn language. How, it, how much it cost? Uh, it costs, you have to have a premium membership, which is, which means you basically do a blue check mark, and I think it's $10 a month. Okay. To be a blue check mark, but you get grokking with a lot of other things. Okay, I'm with you. And that way, when people see your post, they know it's you, not someone else. Okay, all um, right. So, Grok. Grok. Well, Elon, maybe you know, recruiting a about, player from AI is Grok the game changer to X Twitter. That's what we were supposed to be talking about. I'm sorry, I got you off. Right. Okay, well, I'm getting there. So, you've got all this money, and they're, they're estimating uh, ChatGPT at some billions and billions of dollars of worth, even though it hasn't really done much. But their stock price, so, you know, OpenAI, basically, Microsoft is kind of taking it over. According to Elon, so he put out Gronk. Now you have a key. Wait, 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 wait. Microsoft is taking over from Chat GTP? They're basically co opted. I, I, I agree. To, uh, I agree. Chat GTP you know, is getting worse. And they're developing their co pilot with the people at Chat at OpenAI. Gotcha. So, trash out. Yeah. What's that? Well, that. Trash in, trash out, garbage in, garbage out. Old oh, computing term. <laughs> yeah, that that in its that in its um, glitching. It's completely glitching. Okay, so think about this for a minute. We have Gork Grok on Twitter. Twitter's engagement and numbers are up twenty percent over all time. Wow! No matter when it's been, yes, right now, right now, as we speak, you've got. This main programmer, who is a big part of OpenAI, who also voted to take the, I think we talked about this a while back, but they voted this, uh, the head of OpenAI got uh, ousted by the board. He was on the board that did this. He was very, he apologized. He said he shouldn't have done it. But this guy's name is Iliad Skiskiver. I can't pronounce his name. He's Russian. He's named after uh, a Homer, a Homer poem. Well, the L L Y A. How would you pronounce that? I got you. I don't know. Elay. Well, I'm 
Sounds like Kid Latin. LA, that's what we'll call him. He is like one of the major, major players over there at OpenAI. All of a sudden, he's kind of gone silent. He, you know, he posts a lot all the time. Yeah, he's done a few posts, but you don't hear about him over at OpenAI anymore. You hear about the, the founder, but this guy's kind of a co-founder. There's been some speculation that maybe Elon is recruiting him for Grok. Now, think about this. Grok is in Twitter. It's a free speech platform. There you go. It, it'll make Twitter, the $42 billion, look like nothing. In other words, it'll be like, wow, that's the best investment anybody ever made because he's putting an AI inside Twitter with all the access to anything Twitter has, all of it. So let that sink in your mind. You're talking about perhaps a trillion dollars in value. This is potential. I mean, I'm, I'm speculating wildly here, and this is all speculation. I don't know any of this to be true. Uh, but it looks like something Elon would do. And someone who's been using Gronk, because I have a premium membership on my own little name, there is, it is, it's pretty good. Now, is it fantastical? No. But it is. Okay. If you think about the timeline, there's no way this is organically occurring in real time as we're hearing it. He had to already have had this stuff in mind when he bought it. I think so. I think, I think that's exactly what he bought it. I get you. I get you. Man. And so, think about this. What if. There's no apps anymore. You just have Grok. It's on your phone. You say, Grok, could you fill out all this paperwork for me? I'm so tired of this stuff. And get me into this, you know, um, you know, file my taxes. Well, the, three, you do that? the three AI I'm using aren't even close. It, it will have to be something better than what they have. You, you know, Elon's amazing. He really is. And what Dwayne said is, I didn't even think of that. He, he, he already knew before he bought Twitter. He was making it look like he didn't know it was a bad buy and stuff like that. But he all, well, if Dwayne's correct, he was just playing games, trying to get his best price he could because he knew what he was going to do with it. Yeah, that's what I think. He, yeah, and he said, I'm going to have it be this all in company soon thing, which everybody says, that's never worked. It might. It might work. And think about the, you know, why is every organization in the government trying to take him out right now? Yeah. I mean, remember his first battle was, oh, y'all, y'all were being deceptive. There was a lot of right. robotic, crappy right. accounts, and y'all aren't honest about that. So we thought that was our negotiating device, but that may have been actually to help make them the former managers over Twitter to clean up the account so that they could preserve the initial offer. Gotcha. Got yeah, you. which would make Grok better. Well, and then whenever, whenever he said the Twitter files, well, yeah, he's a free speech person. Yeah, he wanted the truth in that, but he also needed to whitewash or clean or change, reverse the reputation. And if it pissed off a whole lot of people and they left because they're the radicals and the activists, all that does is improve Grok's input, Grok's wrong, so well, to speak. If, 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 Glenn come, if Glenn comes over Friday, that's I'm gonna I'm, I'm coming in. I'm not going back in my office. I'm gonna stay until I have I have X X Twitter or whatever it is account and have Gronk because 
I really don't trust the other ones all that much. I will tell you this of the three I'm using and I, and I use them for different reasons. I figured out what their strengths are, but if you're going to have a discussion, learn a topic, you can't beat Google compared to the other two. You can't beat <laughs> Google's is really, really good compared to the other two. If you're just saying, Hey, let's talk about this particular topic and, and you ask questions, it answers them. And it, it, that's what it does very well. If you want to put together a friendly letter, you can't beat ChatGTP. That, that that does a really good job. It just depends on what it is. But but I the reason I want to go to X Twitter, Brock, whatever you're going to call it, is because I trust Elon to protect my interests better than the others. I just do. Well, he is pro-human, so I do like that. Yeah, well, you know, it's supposed to be more sassy and humorous too. Well, it has two modes. It has fun mode and regular mode. Yeah, fun mode's pretty good for a few minutes. <laughs> when you want to just get down, you just click regular mode, and it gets you know pretty much starts you know saying things. It's fun mode is heavily scented with the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy humor, which is what it was trained on. But think about how many people are on Twitter. Think about Grok has access to I all, all the learning. It. Yeah, you made that clear. I, I, I can't. I, I can't wait to try it. I really can't because I use it, and, and I agree with you. I have, if it's this useful in the law practice, it's going to be useful elsewhere. But again, I can't tell you it's not as smart as I am yet. It's not. It's not that. No, no. I, Grok isn't either. It's more of a chat GPT-3, but it's getting close to four yeah. as we speak. I mean, just using it this morning. Well, I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready really, up my game on that. You know, let me ask you this guy. I want to ponder something before we move on to the other because it's going to kind of be a transition between these two people. You know, when you look at, at the peaks in, in, in Western civilization, you know, Pericles, Pisistratus, um, we talk about, you know, the Caesar, Cicero, you, you know, Churchill, you got all these people there in times that I can name them forever, but the peaks, the peaks, the ones you should know about. And you, you know about them 200, 300, 400 years later, you still know who they are. I, are Trump and Elon Musk the new... Caesar and Cicero? Are we going to know about them 200 years from now? Yeah. No, I don't know if they're Caesar or Cicero, but we will know about them 200 years from now. I mean, how could, how could uh, you know, assuming that Trump somehow or another pulls this off, he is going, I do believe he's going to bring down that administrative state, and I think Supreme Court's not going to stop him. Um, and so if he does do that, it'll be a drastic, drastic change. Because, you know, there was a Republican in Rome for about 200 years before before. Caesar came along. Uh, I don't think he's going to become an emperor, but you know, there's speculation that he would be. But Elon Musk, my goodness, he's you know he he. I've never seen a can-do guy like this ever. Why would I trust anybody else's AI if you didn't get one from him? Exactly why I want premium. Dwayne, what do you think about that? You're an IT guy. I think you're right. Google's always made money off of snooping. Yeah, other people's business. And so they used it for purposes of, you know, generating the most relevant ads, but they had to know your business in order to do that, whether it was, a, you know, an individual human at first, but it developed more into algorithms. You could call it a primitive form of AI, where along with your free email, it was snooping what your email content was and the ads over on the side were relevant to topics in your email. Now, there may not have been an actual human on the planet that actually read your email, 
but something was perusing the topics in your email in order to decide which ad content to display that might be most relevant. So Google has an interest in knowing your business. Yeah. I don't think Twitter has as much interest in knowing your business. They want you just using their system. Yeah, they just want engagement. They just want you to be on it. And when you're on it and you keep being on it, then, of course, well, here's a new feature. Here's a new feature. And they keep rolling them out. I mean, community notes by itself. I can't emphasize how just incredible that is that somebody posts something that's, you know, blatant lie or maybe even obfuscating, you know, technically true, but it's leaving out a lot. And then community notes, boom, 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 says, look, here's some context on this above post. Not the, you, you shouldn't view this because it's, it's not true like they do on all the other platforms or did on Twitter at one time and wouldn't let you get in. This one says, yeah, there it is, but this, here's some context and some counterpoint. So, you know, think about that. That by itself uh, is a game changer, in my opinion. So that's more like, um, so that's more like a, a Wikipedia where the community improves it over time in theory. In theory, and it's happening. And it also is a little more than that, Dwayne, because it isn't. It just basically say, okay, here's the point they made, here's the counterpoint, and here's three references to that counterpoint. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, hopefully, so you can, hopefully you have time to get me on it, Friday. Uh, I, I will. I want to say this, Dwayne. I, I know I've said this on the podcast. I'm not sure you were you were in on that podcast. But when Glenn still lived in Ruston, one day we were sitting around, his wife and my wife, we were all sitting around, I think we were a round table. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. At the time, Yahoo was the big search engine, and you were still people were still paying for some browsers that that you know it was starting to go to free to to Yahoo. And I asked him, well, "Why is Yahoo doing it free?" And Glenn said, "Well, it's these smart guys who realize that there's more money in tracking you than there is in selling a product to you." And and that was before Google. And sure enough, what he said was right. And he he was he said there was this company. And I, I don't know if you called it Google. That's what it turned out to be. That was really pushing that, and that was their their model. They've never really hit it. That's what they do. They want your they want your information so they can sell it. So yeah. And Glenn called. It's free. You're the product. How long has it been since you moved from Ruston? I don't know. Six or eight years. I don't know. Oh, it's been more than that. Okay. Been more than that. What? Far more than that. It's been a long time. Anyway, well, you you say when your son graduated, did you live? In, did you still live there then? Yeah, my son graduated high school yeah. or college. High school. You st- yeah, uh, never mind. Did, yeah. It was a long time ago. It's not that important. All right. Yeah. So, so Cheers. now we're going to shift if we can. That's amazing. Good stuff. You did. You convinced me to listen to it. I thought Grock was that green guy I saw on top of Burger King that was going to blow up things. That's- no, sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. So, all right. So, Dwayne, you had an interesting theory, and you've you've had it for quite some time now that. The things like this Colorado Supreme Court ruling shows that it's desperation on the part of the communists slash Democrats. Now, Glenn, on the other hand, saw some scuzzy dude video. I saw enough of it to know that his theory is 
like Jim's. Jim has been saying this from the beginning. He thinks that the Democrats are start, trying to start a something that appears to be a revolution so they can come in with the big guns and shut it down. So I kind of want to discuss those two without getting into the Supreme Court thing yet. Dwayne, can you elaborate on your theory? Yeah, I I, I don't think. Well, it's, it's kind of like, I guess I've been taught, not necessarily by you, but I think you might have mentioned it before, that generally, don't you put your best arguments forward first, no matter what kind of a case or issue you're arguing in legal terms? Isn't your best argument often your first argument? You want you want whatever wins in the first three or four sentences. What are you saying? Yeah, so so if your best argument for why Trump should not be president is, well, look at his record, he's done X, Y, and Z, and they're factual, then you would make that case. And if you've tried making that case for the better part of three years during Biden's administration and the four years during Trump's administration because he was illegitimate for all these reasons. So that's seven years they've been trying to make the case why he should not be president. And to go to the extreme to completely misinterpret the Constitution and the 150-year-old ruling on how that's to be applied tells me it's nothing but desperation. They're literally a bunch of kids with a substitute teacher not paying attention, <laughs> chewing up paper and spitting and throwing it at the wall to see what sticks. They're desperate. <laughs> okay, that makes sense, Glenn. Now, would you explain the, the Scuzzy Dude theory? What's the Scuzzy Dude's name? Well, it's Viva Fry. He's, uh, yeah, he's big on lots of platforms, but uh, he's a Canadian lawyer, but he's been in this country for quite a few years. He talks about legal issues. His theory is that it is a, an attempt, it's because it's such a nothing burger if you really look at it, according to him, that they're trying to get a headline out there that will make some dude in the basement who happens to be conservative uh, start some kind of violence. And the violence would then say, see, see, we told you. We Now let's not have elections. We can't have elections. There's too much violence. And okay. basically that there's going to be something that happens that's Republican-esque and or MAGA, more than likely, that yeah. they can pin, you know, on the reason why we can't have this new election. All right. So, so, so. I did watch enough of him to know what he was saying, and I and I have read enough of that opinion. He, you, did you realize how how long it is? Sixty four pages, two hundred and fifty pages, or something like that. Right? And, and there's a dissent, which I glanced over too before I came here today. Didn't have a chance to completely read it, but but here's here's what I'll say about the Scuzzy Dude theory. What's his name again? Viva Fry. Viva Fry. He's Canadian. Yeah, Viva Fry. Spell it. V i v i a. Viva. He calls himself Viva, so there you go. Okay, Velveeta fries. Anyway, he's a scuzzy-looking okay. dude, but I can tell you he's not dumb. I want to say that. He's smart. You can tell it when you heard him talk, he's smart. He just has some mannerisms, and he has his wild hair, and he's not putting forward of the kind of persona that I would think you would want to, but when you listen to him, he's smart. I want to make sure you know that. I, I, here's where I disagree with him. I think he's right that this will perhaps cause that to happen. Okay, I think 
But I don't think those four people on the Colorado Supreme Court are smart enough, nor are they connected enough to do that. That I think that everybody has their opinion on what Article Three of the Fourteenth Amendment means, and and what, what I but what I will say is that nobody agreed, nobody up until the Supreme Court opinion ever thought that it meant what they mean, what they think it means. That you could take a you could take a, a committee of very biased people and come up with a conclusion in Congress and say that's proof that there was an insurrection. It's silly. Uh, it's just silly. It's just totally silly. And, and he missed a little bit of Velveeta Fry, missed one little thing, I think, that when he was talking about using, I might be getting him confused with Clark, but if you, if, if you can, he's confusing some, some evidentiary rules. I'm not able to take an investigative, see, he, he gave the example of a car accident and saying that the investigation was done by the government to realize that there should have been a bridge there or maybe a sign or something like that. And then they, you, can, you can introduce that, that report. That's not true. You can, redo, you, can int, you can say what were the government figures saying, how much was the, the cost of the orange crop on January of 1992. You can do that. If it's just something kept in their normal course of businesses, that's what their job is to collect that data, that's admissible. But a, a report... On how an accident happened, no. You'd have to bring that person live and, and talk to them. You couldn't introduce the report. Does that make sense? And you you can't. There's no evidence anywhere rule that allows you to take a congressional committee finding and just admit that. Oh, look here. Glenn, I got a big surprise for you. We have Dwayne. We have Dwayne in the office. I tell you. Dwayne! Hola. Okay. Okay, so we got Dwayne live. Welcome back to the United States. Welcome back to Smooth Seas. Hola. Hola. Como estas? Hafa Adahi. Hafa Adahi. You know what that means? That Jimmy Hoffa is buried at the at, at midfield in New, York, in New Jersey. It, it means that people in Guam only work half the day. Really? It's the island way. Okay. Well, I don't like that way. I like to work. All right. So anyway, what I was saying, I don't know if you heard heard all this. What I was saying is, is that that whether it was this Clark guy who's who's some lawyer that respects or is part of Trump's people, or if it was this uh, scuzzy dude, Velveeta Fries, is that his name? Viva Fry. Viva Fry. Live, live, live fries. Anyway, if, if whichever one it was, both of them, both those men are smarter than I am. So I'm not saying I'm smarter than they. I am telling you that I'm a, I'm a feet on the ground lawyer. I've, been, I've had to get things put into evidence, and the rule that they described is not correct. You can put in a report of statistics, things like that, without having to prove up anything. But if you're going to talk to, if you're going to be able to report about how an accident happened, nope, got to bring them, you got to be the people who did the report, bring them live. They can refer to it, help them recall, but you can't just stick that in evidence. And so what apparently they did was they, the Supreme Court, the four that were in the majority, they just stuck a report in there from January 6th and said, this is admissible. <laughs> it's not. It's just not ever admissible. The unselect committee. Unselect. I call them Miss Piggy's committee. <laughs> So anyway, that's that's my take on it. Is that I don't think the, I think the four people are just a bunch of liberals that have been appointed by Democrat governors who have 
Trump derangement syndrome. That's all. That's all I think it means. What, what doesn't the fact that they stayed their own decision mean that they already know that there's serious doubts on what their decision is? Uh, I, I, that, I would say yes. I would say yes. Um, it's so stupid that what they did. I can't imagine the Supreme Court not turn, overturning it immediately. And, and, and I think in a way that will say it's sanctionable if you keep doing this. So it may become a prophylactic for those other handful of states yeah. in the process. Well, the lawfare of, of following them in every state. They're trying in every state. They're, they're, it's lawfare. And they're hoping that you mess up. It's exactly like this Giuliani. We're going to get into Giuliani's thing. He, they, they say he messed up. So if you try enough times, you'll mess up procedurally and they rule against you. So how, you know what happened with Giuliani? Giuliani was being sued by those two women who I can't say were stealing the election because they could sue me. But it appeared that way. It looked that way. It, from a, a very biased James perspective, that looked like they were, they were cheating. They were taking, they send everybody out saying that there's a water leak in Georgia. Then everybody leaves. And then... Lo and behold, under a table where there's a cloth where you can't see them are some ballots that they pull out while everybody goes home for the for the plumbing issues that did not exist. There was no plumbing issue. So they take these ballots out from underneath the table and they start running them through over and over and over again through the election machine. And it's all on video. All of it. Lou Giuliani says that they are criminals. Well, I don't know if he's right or not, because I can't say. But from my perspective, it looked like they were sure, sure did. And so they did. They they filed suit against they the two the Ruby and his the daughter. I don't know what the daughter's name is, but the mother was Ruby. They they filed suit against Giuliani for defamation of character and oh how their life has been ruined. They're afraid to go home and blah blah blah. So so they the, the discovery which happens in almost every single case. I, very few don't have a lot of discovery. There was a discovery request for some information that, that supposedly Giuliani had. Problem was, the government had seized it and had it. He couldn't turn it over. So the government wasn't giving it to Giuliani as quickly as the, as the judge wanted it in, the Ruby, you know, in, that Ruby, in that Ruby case. So that judge defaulted Giuliani said, we don't have to put on the evidence. You, you defamed him because you didn't, you didn't produce this evidence quickly enough. And so, therefore, it's just an amount of dollars. And so, they go to this jury in, in Georgia and hit him for like $148 million. And I'm telling you, lawyers don't make that kind of money. We make a good living, but not that kind of money. We make just a good living. And he can't afford to pay that. There's no way. So, they're seizing his stuff. It's, it's bad what they're doing to this man. All of it being lawfare. What my point I'm making with all this is they were looking for any kind of slip up, any kind of mistake. They follow all of these things. It's just what you said. They're shooting it all over the place. They're, they're, they're aiming all over the place, but they, do, they don't want anybody to support Trump when they cheat again. So if they cheat again this time, everybody's going to be afraid to be his lawyer. You go to jail for that, You'll, you, or you lose all your money for that. How does that amount of money even make sense in this case? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's lawfare. I mean, I, I don't I don't think you get that much money if you lose all your limbs. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. You're better off being pointed out. It, it was so obvious. And that was the whole thing was, is I thought, well, this is a good one because he can show the video and say, well, that's not defamation. Look, his truth is always a defense to in a defamation case. Sorry. 
You know, that, that we start, you know, there, there was that, um, oh, what was his name? The famous uh, homosexual case in England, uh, Oscar Wilde. So they, somebody called him a, a homosexual, a queer, whatever you call it in, in, in England. And he gets all upset. Oscar Wilde does, he gets upset. He files a suit saying, you defamed me. And he proved he was a homosexual. So the defendant won. <laughs> you can't, you know, the truth of defense. And so it looks to me like they were doing that. I would be more than willing to listen to their explanation as to what they were doing that day. But I would say beyond any reasonable doubt, which is not even the, it's just more likely than not at all. Beyond any reasonable doubt, they were cheating. But, you know, I guess there's some doubt. But anyway, what they got him on technicality, but the long and short of it is he kept trying to tell them, I don't have that information. The government has it, and they won't turn it over to me. And you know what? They turned it over to him just a couple of days ago after the verdict. So that's grounds for an appeal? You would hope You would hope that, that, that he wasn't able to even put on a defense. That's the thing people don't realize. He, there was no trial on whether Ruby and daughter did anything wrong. They, they, they skipped all of that. <laughs> and, just, and that's exactly what they're doing in the case in New York where they're trying to say that, that he cheated by, by uh, exaggerating how, many, how much his stuff was worth. The judge just said, well, you know, the, the tax assessor's worth says it's worth $18 million. You lied. Therefore, you're guilty. We're just going to go for damages. He didn't get to put on any defense. That's, that's the whole... So do you think hiding the evidence is the reason why the January 6th committee has hid all their information, their it's files? Not, listen, it's, they it's have, worse than that. It's worse They've than lost that. a lot of it. Lost. I'm, I'm saying quotes, shredded, yeah. destroyed, yes. got rid of. Enron. <laughs> so only the report exists. Yes. Yes. And now when you talk about impeding an official proceeding, which Congress now is trying to find out what J6 did, they destroyed those things. Now, what they're what they're what the defense, what the prosecution has been using is the Enron. So you can't you know, Enron shredded a whole bunch of things right before they got investigated. And therefore, they kept a, a, a valid investigation from happening in there to that to what Enron did. So they passed the statute says you can't do that. That's what they're using against the J6 defendant saying you were out there riding and you were trying to keep us from, from confirming that the president was Biden. That's what they're claiming. Well, anytime they claim something like that, you know they're doing it. That's why they, that's why they claim Republicans do it because they know it's getting ready to be put on the Democrats. Well, the Democrats are doing that. There's a official proceeding in Congress trying to find out what the Miss Piggy Commission did, January 6th Commission did, and they're shredding documents. Obstructing. It, yeah, just what Enron's case says you can't do. You see what I'm saying? That Enron statute says you can't do. That's what they're doing. Now, you know, you ask, you I mean, what, what I, my theory is kind of in between both of, of yours. First of all, I have agreed with Jim from day one that it appears to me they're trying to pick a fight. Okay. I've, he said that from the very day that, that Trump lost, that he said it looked like they're trying to pick a fight. So on this podcast, We've made it absolutely clear. Anybody hears this thing, don't fall for it. Do not fall for it. Do not do anything. No violence. Do not do it. You're, you're, you're stepping right into their trap. You know, Glenn Beck has been saying that all eight years of the Obama administration as well. Trying to pick a fight? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with them. So I agree that, that, that they're trying to pick a fight. It's I just in don't. The rules for I think. 
I just don't think that that Viva cheese or Viva line or Viva fries is right on the fact that what that these Supreme Court justices are picking a fight. I just think they're stupid. I, I know I'm talking about people who are supposedly reached the highest level, but you know that doesn't mean things. Where you get appointment, you get appointment. Well, those four definitely had an end goal, and they were trying to justify. Right. Oh yeah, and it was pathetic. they worked they worked the argument backwards. I think a freshman law school student or one L law school student would get an F on that paper. Well, the other three eviscerated them. Well, one of them did. That dissent was right on, being that his, well, his argument that dissent, I did read most of that. I can tell I'm writing another paper, so I'm having trouble reading everything I need to read. And I read, also want to read that Catholic document that came out from the Pope. I read that almost all the way through. But, um, the uh, his the sense based on this that that Article Three of the Fourteenth Amendment says insurrection and it's defined by Congress and the Congress has defined it and they did they, they were did and did they did and so you you got to go by that definition and nobody but nobody but nobody has convicted him so there's no four the Fourteenth Amendment doesn't kick in it doesn't kick in until there's a conviction and so is that right I don't know it. It read good to me, but I'm I'm a little biased, <laughs> you know. But but I want to say I, I really agree with both of you and 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 Mr. and, and Mr. Small Fries or whatever his name is. Um, I agree with them. They're smarter than I am. That Carter guy or whatever his name was, he's smart. I don't, I'm not trying to say I'm smarter than they are. And I'm and that dissent was a Democrat. You know that? That was a Democrat wrote that. Oh yeah, all all three dissenters were all three who voted against it. Hardcore Democrats. Democrats. They're all Democrats. And the, and the state and the district court, which I only saw a, sub, a you know, synopsis or whatever you call it, a little piece of it, a little summary of it. Uh, I saw that from the district court was very clear on it, too. So uh, yeah, yeah. even even the 14th Amendment in it, in that por- portion, what, what paragraph is that or what section? Three, article section, three. section three, article three. Even in there, it said that. Basically, it's trying to say we don't want anybody that was anybody in state or federal government to participate in the Reconstruction post-Civil War government. Right. Jefferson Davis couldn't serve. Yeah. And there may be exceptions. And when there are, two-thirds in both houses in Washington, D.C. can override it. And those people that would be barred can be granted an exception. So it wasn't even a hardcore rule. It was a default rule, but there's going to be exceptions. Just lawfare. There was no chance that this yeah. was going to hold. We talked about this way back when the first one was filed. I want to say it was in Texas. Mm-hmm. The first one was filed by some guy who said he's a Republican contender and he's got standing, blah, 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 and it was knocked down. And they've all been knocked down one after the other. But But what I didn't know about Colorado, and I would have called it if I had known it, I didn't know that those were all appointed and that every one of them were appointed by Democrat governors. Well, shoot, that's, that is not a fair court. There's no, no way, but, but, but there's a million ways around the Colorado has already said that we will just do a caucus if they, well, the secretary of state has already said, ain't happening. <laughs> so she just stood up and proclaimed her political affiliation that she's going to throw it anyhow. Yeah, but 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 I want to say this: I do agree with you that they're picking a fight. I mean, wait, wait, Glenn, that they're picking a fight. I agree with you that they seem desperate. They do seem desperate, but but lawfare is going to appear desperate. That's the problem. I do, I want to say this: that 
I hope that the Supreme Court uses the three cases that they've got up there to slam lawfare with everything they got. Now, they, I think they made a huge mistake because they went after Justice Thomas. And again, if you've ever read anything about Stalin, you will know that just because you're assisting him today doesn't mean you're going to be in the, not going to be in the gulag tomorrow. You say I'm saying they, 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 they crap on them, each other. They don't care. It's all about, it's all about power. Who's going to enjoy the fruits of being a dictator in a communist system. Okay. Well, the, if I were a Supreme Court just justice, I would go, they could come after me tomorrow. I don't want that. I don't want that. And I know Thomas is going to say no. So, I'm hoping they use this as an opportunity to say, look, we're going to start sanctioning ju- law- We're going to start sanctioning judges who don't follow the law for lawfare. So what's the bats? We, we feel that the Supreme Court will take this up timely and rule against it. But what will the, the vote count be? You think it'll be nine, no worse. Oh, eight to one, seven to no two. No worse than seven to two. I don't know. I don't got Jackson, the one who doesn't know what a woman is because she's not a biologist. I, I suspect that she's, she might go against it. But then again, I'm telling her, if, if so I know she listens to this podcast, if I know you are, Mr. Justice Jackson, listen to me now. They will come after you, too. They will. Well, isn't that one of those famous quotes? An appeaser is just somebody who gets eaten last. There it is. There it is. Best thing you could do is if you, if you, you know, they're, they're at the end of Stalin's career of killing people, people finally got it. Uh, it doesn't help for me to say somebody did it, even if they didn't do it, because that's what they were doing. Is they were torturing them, whatnot, finally saying somebody so-and-so did it. Then they were just taking it. Does that kill me? Torture me? I'm not saying anything. Eventually, people get wise to it. But to answer your question, I think 7-2. I'm just guessing now. We, we, we guess on here. We admit it. If you listen to law, was it legal Monday with, with Victoria? Glenn? I think it's going to be nine zero. No, it's legal money with Victoria. Yeah, we talked about that. That we try to predict them, but nobody. It's 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 like predicting the weather 10, 10, 10, 10, 11 weeks in advance. You can't do it. You just try. Yeah. Well, you know, Jackson is to me one of those that was that that Cruz says is not qualified. They they put him in there and they're not, and and she's in there for political reasons. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's going. So diversity. There's, well, more worse than that. Way, much, much worse than that. It's that she's there for an agenda. That's a difference. She's there for a reason. And, but I will tell you this, that the court will get unanimous when it needs to. You know what I'm saying? Self-preservation? Yeah, yeah. And I do think that anybody with any sense, and you know that those, those Supreme Court justices are watching all this lawfare going, oh my God, this is not... It's going to ruin. It's, it's going to ruin our our our, our, our uh, legal system if it's not stopped. It can't be used on this scale. Right, right. And 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 I said that when 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 you know when when the first one of those those ballot cases was filed in Texas, I said it's going to be all fifty, and they're going to they're going to look for some type of technicality to rule against them. That's what they're going to do, like they did Giuliani. Giuliani was the first one. Well, I could say that really Trump was the first one. He lost. He lost on summary judgment on the on the case where they're valuing his assets. He lost that. They said that, and they ruled because Miami said it was only worth eighteen thousand dollars to the 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 tax assessor, which is stupid. You know. So the Colorado four morons is basically worse 
than disenfranchising voters with hanging chads. Oh, it's the worst thing you could possibly imagine. They, they, all right, if you are a Supreme Court justice of any state, highest court, you should know what the rules of evidence are. You know what they are. You know you can you cannot admit that report. You know that. You absolutely know that no court anywhere in the United States would issue that report from, from the January 6th committee without somebody there allowed to, to defend it, without being able to cross them. There's no freaking way that they would do that. It's just absolutely I wouldn't even have to research it. I would have to say, Judge, this is not admissible. It's a report that's not kept in the ordinary course of business. It's not a statistic. It's, a, it's an actual investigation. We have the right to cross-examine these people. And the judge would go, that's right. Now putting that in. <laughs> I'm telling you, that would be the end of it. So that would be the easiest way that the U.S. Supreme Court can knock this down. It's just using that single argument alone. I, yes. And not having to rule on any of the other political shenanigans. And we know under Marbury versus Madison, you're not supposed to do that, but they do it. So in Marbury versus Madison, they said, you're not supposed to do anything but rule on what you're supposed to rule on. But then they talked about things they weren't ruling on. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? So they broke their own rule. So it's been being broken since 18, whatever it will be, 12, no, 1800, 1800. Okay, so um, yeah, that's what that's what that's what I think is going on here. It, it's it's been successful beyond their wildest dreams. Lawfare has it's been far beyond. I think they thought they were going to get shot down even more than they have been. Uh, where the interesting thing is that Glenn and I have been following uh, and Victoria is the the uh, January sixth case went up on the issue of whether those Enron statutes can apply to a riot in its obviously not supposed to be for that. It was designed to keep you from doing actions to hide evidence, not to delay you a couple of hours or some stupid thing like that. They're talking about, there's no way we can investigate Enron because you shred everything. It won't matter if it's 15 years, 30 years, 100 years. We can't do it. You shredded everything. But if, you, if you're doing a riot, well, okay, three hours, five hours, 12 hours, you're not preventing them. They're going to have that meeting. You know they're going to have that meeting and they're going to, they were going to, Put, they were going to put Biden in. You see what I'm saying? That was ridiculous. That thing's not applicable. So that's up. That's the Supreme Court's going to hear whether the Enron, Enron law is going to apply to rioters. And I think the absolute answer is going to be no. Well, what about applying it to the same rioters, but in a different principle that's to their benefit? For example, if I go to child support court and I'm told to bring all the evidence of my income and employment, and I refuse to, then they can impute my income because they can infer the worst from my lack of cooperation in bringing the materials. So if the J6 committee, select committee, destroys all their background evidence, and I need that evidence to prove or disprove something to help my case as a defendant, why wouldn't the shredding of documents in the Enron case help me in that situation? It should. That's what I told you earlier. Yeah. I believe that the Democrats are violating that very statute, the Enron statute. Yeah. That's what they're doing. So they're, what do they do? If they're doing it, what do they do, Glenn? If the Democrats are doing it, what do they do? <laughs> they accuse you of doing it. Yeah. They're going to accuse the Republicans. That's exactly what they're doing. And so, so the Supreme Court, I hope that the Supreme Court does the Marbury versus Madison thing. I think they go, no, this is stupid. That's an evidentiary rule that you can't do that. You have the right to confront your witnesses. You can't confront somebody if you just put in a report. You can't confront them. 
that's just it's so freaking basic. I don't. I I just think they had Trump brains. I don't know why you can't discount the report and pretend it doesn't exist anyhow because there wasn't a bipartisan effort. Well, that's that's. But see, that would be the Republicans weren't allowed to put any of their people on there. The party leaders. I don't see any way you get to that issue because I don't think that they're going to allow it. Okay, you got you got a right to confront your witnesses. Well, the the so so the important thing though is is that I have been saying all along that uh, Mioff, is that his name? Mioff? Huh? Mioff. Jack. Jack. (laughs) Jack Smith. You're talking about Jack Smith. Jack Smith. (laughs) Mioff. Anyway. (laughs) He like the Heathrow Airport (laughs) name punking game that goes on (laughs) over the intercom system. Well, Jack, uh, he he has been doing everything he can to carefully avoid anything going up to the Supreme Court too quickly. He didn't want to go. He didn't want to go. He didn't want to go. So he would back off his motions. He would, if he saw that it was going to cause a problem, he was doing everything he could to keep it going to Supreme Court. Then all of a sudden, two weeks ago, he said, "Let's go to Supreme Court. I want to. I want a. I want a a a expedited hearing. We're going to skip the Court of Appeal. We're going to go straight to Supreme Court." Because we want to know, is he immune from prosecution? Now, why did he do that? You have to ask that as a as a opposing counsel. You'd say, well, why all of a sudden change a strategy? And I think it's tied directly to the Enron theory on the J6ers, because two of the four indictments against Trump would include the J6 type of a theory, okay, that he was obstructing a, con- a congressional hearing. All right. So what I think is that once if if the Supreme Court does what I think they're going to do and knock down that January 6th theory that I mean, that that Enron theory that leaves him with two two cases that sound like they're probably covered by executive privilege. So he's trying to get some type of a hearing saying that not everything's covered by executive hearing to save those that litigation, because if they knock out the J6 thing, I think he's got a pretty good uh, executive privilege case for the other two. And he's trying desperately to get that clarified before they rule on J6. That's what I think. If he because if he does, then that's knocked out. That's the only case that was going to be heard for the election. Because I've never there was never a chance that that Miami was going before. None. There was no chance that that Miami criminal litigation is going for the trial before the for the uh, election. That's not happening. And, 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 And Levin to say that was just wrong. And I said that then, and it's turning out to be correct. There's no way that that thing's going to be tried before the election. So, so that, that gets down to what other criminal prosecutions you have. That's left, what's left is the RICO cases in Georgia. That would be criminal. They have some civil cases, but I think that's it on criminal. But anyway, that's that's, that's my that's my take on the on the lawfare. It's it's been madly successful. It's still going on. I thought it would be shut down quicker. Hopefully, it would be. I was, no, I can't say I thought it would be. I was hoping they would shut it down quicker. Well, I'm seeing Democrats now use the term lawfare. Yes. E- even Democrats are getting really ticked off at, at the, the methods that are being employed. Well, back when, when Harvard first introduced a class that you could take in law school called lawfare, Glenn Reynolds, who's a professor at Tennessee, read the curriculum and he said, Watch out, guys. If they're taking a course on this at Harvard, they're going to use it. So do you think 
what they'll do is put a spin on it and the classes on lawfare, the courses will change the perception that the classes how to defend against lawfare to try to improve their reputation. You know, Harvard's really screwed right now. Harvard's screwed. They are. I don't think they care because they've got so much money. They don't care. They are. They are a a a um, manufacturing machine on putting out communists. That's what they do. Uh, one after the other, and they those guys aren't. No, they're not learning how to defeat lawfare. They're, they're learning how to. So is Columbia University and Yale. Uh, the the um, but but they are they're they're just learning how to perfect it. That's all they're doing. That lawfare thing is, is as a lawyer, it is, is frightening. So you think that Congress, federal government, Congress, needs to invent a new statute to prevent and find systematic lawfare like this? I maybe, but lawyers do. Uh, we, we regulate ourselves in Louisiana, and we're harder on ourselves than you would be on us. We're very, very hard on ourselves. But, but this is systematic across many states. Let me say this. Let me say this. I would like to see the judiciary try to take care of it in-house before we get any legislation because we, we don't want the legislative branch starting. Okay, so you're it. saying over the next couple of weeks, we're going to see if the Supreme Court actually addresses the right. lawfare issue. I think they should sanction those four lawyers in the Supreme Court. I think they should sanction I do. I don't know that they will, but I think they should. Because from a a lawyer and especially a judge's point of view, that was absolutely malpractice. Malpractice and unethical judicial misconduct. I do believe that. I believe it it rises to that level. And I'm hoping it's not just 9-0. I'm hoping it's 9-0 with sanctions. Mm. That's what I hope. Uh, you know, and I don't know exactly how that would look because I haven't had time to sit there and think about it. But but everybody listen to this. You need to understand as much as people make fun of lawyers, we take very serious our ethics code. And when a lawyer steps out of bounds, we're harder on them than you would be. We are very, very hard on lawyers who are unethical here. And the reason you know about it is because. It makes the papers. They lose their license, and some of them go to jail, like that Gibson guy did here, and we in Ruston. You 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 can't do that. You can't steal from your clients. You can't you can't do. That. In fact, they're making it harder and harder to be unprofessional. You can't call your opponent a son of a bitch. You know, it's getting to the point where they're stopping that. They're wanting to keep it back, like Atticus Finch. Um, so so. I I hope that they handle it in-house. That's been my hope all along. I didn't know if they would or not, but th- that's, to me, the only way to really stop it, is to start sanctioning l- lawfare. That's what I think. You need, they need to give Sydney... They need well, to- what would a sanction mean, James? What's they sanctioned? What does that do to them? Well, you, there's several levels of sanctions in Louisiana, so I can only speak of what we do here. You can get a private reprimand. That's... Uh, and, and, and the only way it becomes unprivate is if you tell them because it doesn't even show up. Okay, so the private reprimand means you were reprimanded. Don't do that again. Then there's a public reprimand, and that hurts. It's painful because I know people who've gotten them, and so then you go on the internet and you see they've been re- reprimanded for uh, maybe commingling funds at a trust account. Tarnishes their reputation. Right. Then the next level is is you can be suspended from practicing for up to uh, up to a year or disbarred for up to a year if it's less than if it's a year or less exactly a year or less you don't have to retake the bar if it's a year and a day you have to take the bar again that's what i want to hit those guys with 
I want them to hit. I want them to be disbarred for for a year. Is there any difference between the federal Supreme Court justices sanctioning lawyers in a state versus Supreme justices? Freaking great question. Absolutely great question. The answer is, I think they can only sanction for the Supreme Court or the federal bar, but they can make a recommendation to the state bar that they be disbarred. And I do know that that happened here in the KPLC cases. And apparently, the Louisiana Supreme Court did not sanction as requested by the federal judge. So they can say no. So let's say Colorado State Bar decides to take up the Supreme Court's recommendation. What could they do against the four justices? They could just they could bar, disbar them. What does that mean? Does that they, mean they, they can't, can't practice be, law? They can't be, they can't judges. be judges. They can't be lawyers for a year. So that in essence, impeaches them out. Yeah, and that's how bad I think this is. This that that opinion. Wow, is that bad? A, a freshman, that. one L student would get an F for that paper. <laughs> so I we'll see. It's bad, and, but 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 you guys get where I'm coming from. As just I just think that that. The, the, the bar associations all across the country have said, stop this nonsense. That's what I think needs to happen. If we have to let the legislature get involved, God help our country. If you start, if you, if, if the judges don't, that's why the lawyers have got to rep, do this though. You know, I've said all along that if you, if you avoid, if you have bad manners, they're going to pass a law against you. If you continue to smoke and blow smoke into little kids' faces at a restaurant, they're going to take away your right to smoke at a restaurant. And and if we don't, as lawyers, regulate this, somebody eventually will, a Trump or somebody will. And do you want that? I don't think that we want that. It's because then we then the legislatures can put pressure on judges to rule their way. You see what I'm getting at? This needs to be handled in-house. This needs to be handled in-house. And like I said, I promise you guys, in Louisiana, you don't want to go in front of that ethics committee, man. Discipline account, office discipline account. Not that I want to disrupt your train of thought, but you just made me think of something about handling in-house. Well, when I saw the abuse of the FISA court, that didn't get handled in-house. Nobody ever got sanctioned, punished for the FBI and their uh, Justice Department legal team just bald-faced lying and putting stuff in. That's all. Yeah, that's that's all. it's, It's all still part of lawfare. And I do believe they. And it's against the same person we're talking. Yeah, they need to be sanctioned. I agree. I agree. I agree that it needs to be done. What I'm hoping is that the Supreme Court takes this Colorado case and uses it for that purpose to say, "Hey, we're starting to put. We're going. We got to put it into this." And then our, our um, Johnson has extended the uh, the the FISA stuff just long enough because he said it's too important we got to make changes if we're going to renew it and we just don't have the time so he's only extended it for a short period of time with the absolute intentions right i know on trimming some of that crap let's just i still have hope for him i'm i'm hoping to anyway that's my take on it i don't I, i that's my dream all right let me say this I think that's the best solution is that the Supreme Court says what well, this is the end of lawfare, uses this for that. Can they? I don't know. I think Thomas is capable of writing it. I do. Yeah. And so I, I and I think that he needs to be the one that writes it. They're trying to get him disqualified from hearing the Trump cases. And for any Democrats that's listening, remember, the three Trump appointed justices happened because of 
the nuclear bomb that the Democrats in the Senate dropped during Barack Obama's term. What's that? The the nuclear bomb was whenever they decided to allow simple majority for uh, appointments oh. for judges. <laughs> yeah, I remember and that. because of that, Barack Obama didn't get to appoint the last open seat before he left office. And that gave Trump the ability to appoint three justices. So karma is a butt kicker. <laughs> so they need to watch out because right now, Joe Biden could be considered uh, rebelling. He is absolutely not living up to his oath of office in the Constitution have a brain. On, on multiple steps. He doesn't have a brain. I mean, right now, the amount of people coming into this country, we hit, what, 12,600 just two, one or two days ago in a single day. They said that they've had to pull off every agent off the border just so that they can be greeters and process people coming through. I agree. I agree. It's, it's a mess. Let's just hope that your theory is right, that they are desperate, that they're, they can't pull it off. It's unsustainable is the way you put it. I thought that was a good way to put it. It's not sustainable. I think they'll still try. I think they'll try to steal it with the voting machines and, 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 and early, early voting. That's the first thing that I want Trump to fix. So if he gets elected, stop that crap. It's in the more early voting. None. Zero. Not even, for, not even for military. Military needs to give it up. <laughs> give it up. I know you have sons in it. It's worth it. No early voting. No mail-in voting. You got to be there. It, well, it'll work. With, with today's technology, we have the ability to authenticate people through their mobile devices. All right, Glenn. <laughs> if, you could, if you could have non-repudiation for transferring millions of dollars through your mobile device with all the mechanisms they put in place to make sure that that is not fraudulent, we could surely secure votes. I want paper ballots and purple thumbs. That's what I want. That's what I want. I get you. Glenn and I have had that discussion. That's why you don't see me engaging you. We've had this discussion. <laughs> man, wonderful having you here, man. It was. I uh, I think it was a good podcast. I enjoyed it. I always do. I always enjoy it. We have both of you on here, and, and both of you have such unique. And Glenn, you, you convinced me Grok's interesting. You, you told me you could do it, and you did it. But the only thing I want to know is what Grok with PJ's Coffee would do. OMG, if Grok could do PJ's Coffee. Gosh, I don't know. It, it'd be uh, freedom would reign because it would just destroy all the other AIs, and there'd be one, and it would be by the people, for the people, and all the people. And freedom would break out all over this great world. So that's what would happen. Isn't there? Because he would have. Isn't, isn't there icon purple? Yes. So it's the best substitute yeah. for purple thumb. There you go. It's like purple thumb. You you, that's freedom. That's, yeah. PJs is the color freedom. of freedom. That's what it means. Purple is freedom. So <laughs> it used to mean royalty, but we'll say it's freedom now. It's freedom now. But anyway, uh, you can get. You know, if Gronk could get delicious coffee, all natural Red Bull, toasted oh. teas. Uh, all the wonderful um, pastries and breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches, stop chips. Think of it. Oh my gosh, it would be so incredible. But the best thing you could do is if you are working with Gronk and you're on Twitter, a great place to do that would be at the PJs in Haunt, where they have great Wi Fi, wonderful drinks, everything you could ever want. And you would just be in an environment of 
learning and uh, peace. There you go. Now, do we have the, are you doing round two of the conspiracy tomorrow? If you would like. Well, we would love. Do I have you still cliffhanging? You do. Okay. You, you, you piss me off. Okay. Well, we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. We will be back tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.